You can open your eyes and come back into the room, stretch your body a little bit. See if you feel lighter or heavier. Maybe we can try something different this week. If um, We could just go around, only if you feel comfortable sharing, maybe share one word that describes how you might be feeling now so that we kind of connect with each other and bring it in as a group. feeling pretty open. Um, did we get everyone or anyone, everyone who wanted to share? I think we did. Um, I was also thinking just at the tail end there before kind of leaping into a talk, we have a lot of people here who have been new or are new to meditation perhaps and I kind of provide fairly unconventional instruction um, there are more kind of concrete meditation instructions that are provided in certain traditions but I pretty much improvise differently every time I do a sit with you guys but I wondered if there were any just questions or like Hey, am I am I supposed to? Uh, am I? I heard I'm supposed to be focused on my breath. Like, what do I do when this or that arises? How do I deal with this? Um, what is this enlightenment thing anyway? Why why am I doing this? Does anyone have any questions? And maybe we can use that as a, a better, smoother transition into the talk tonight. Today, I wasn't 
started moving my feet, that was the thing that brought me back to the present. Because mm-hmm. um, then I was focused on that action, so it brought me to the present. But yeah, there was just a lot going on in there. Yeah, the the reason we use the the breath or the you could call it like the body breath where you feel your whole body breathing in and out. The reason we use that as an object is because you can only ever experience the breath in the present moment. Whereas you can when you're in your thoughts, your thoughts are often of the past or of the future or they're amplified or exaggerated or incorrect interpretations of the present. But if you're focused on the breath or the physical sensations of the breathing in your body, you are guaranteed to be in the present moment. So that's why we use it as an anchor. I mean, there are types of meditation where you can go work with the thoughts and things like that, but it's much harder to do that. So I still in my practice, it's a fundamentally coming back to the body. It's, a, it's actually a body practice, even though we think of meditation as like the mind. Meditation is very much a, a yogic body practice, um, feeling, feeling inside breath of your body. So that's exactly right. amount of years or months or whatever it is to help teach you the ins and outs of what meditation is actually doing. And it also is helping you stay focused and concentrated on what you're doing. Um, so I wouldn't put the pressure on yourself to say that you have to kind of do it on your, on your own because think of like going to a yoga class. There's someone there that's telling you, okay, now do this posture, do this posture, do this posture. And it's very hard if you just showed up in a room by yourself to figure out like, well, how do I move my body now? So there is a lot of value in having a guided meditation of sorts. Um, but even the five minutes that I provided at the beginning, that provides an overall structure like, okay, note that you're experiencing thinking, come back to the body breath. Um, there's, a, I don't know if you've, if I've done it with you where we do like a body scan. So. Even that alone, if you just did a body scan for 30 minutes, just moving from the top of your head to your toes and up and down, um, that can provide a structure for you. So some, in some ways, simplifying it, have one, having one thing that you do for the 30 minutes, like, okay, I'm gonna focus on my breath, or I'm gonna focus on the body scan, or I'm gonna do a mantra, 
Um, just picking one thing that really works for you might be a way for you to start kind of doing it on your own, is really having a simple goal to achieve. That's perfect, thank you. Sure. Anyone else? All right, well, if, if other questions come up, uh, that's great too. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I am constantly racked by horribly painful emotions in my life. Like crippling emotional pain. Every day. Like for my whole life. And what's funny is that I'm like generally a pretty happy person. I'm fulfilled in a lot of parts of my life. I'm happy. I have good relationships. I'm mostly healthy. Um, like I, I have a house where I live, I have food that I need to eat, I have a car, like I have possessions that generally make me happy or be able to find some level of contentment in my life. But I'm constantly dealing with a mind that I cannot control and it's a mind that says mean things to me and makes me believe things that aren't true and is, is just obnoxious. My mind is obnoxious. I'm constantly afraid of things, I'm guilty about things, I'm ashamed of myself, I hate myself, I have obsessive compulsive tendencies, I have anxious tendencies, I get depressed or sad sometimes in a way that's like unbearable. I still have heartbreak from relationships that ended 20 years ago. Um, everything, like all the normal human things that um, can happen. I feel like I experience those things on a daily basis. And it's hard. It's really um, hard to figure out a way to overcome those challenges. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that because you might have the perception or something that maybe if you've meditated longer or you keep meditating, you might not have to deal with your anxiety anymore or your depression or you won't be afraid of this or that thing. Or... And it's true to a degree. You can definitely, over time, notice certain emotional patterns lessening and softening. But they continue in your life, these emotional patterns. In some ways, I would say, not to turn you off the spiritual path, they get bigger. Your ego gets bigger as you keep meditating and the problems that you have and the challenges that you have with your mind get bigger because you become more capable of paying attention to things, it's like they, more things get thrown at you. So if you have general free-floating anxiety in your life right now, if you keep meditating for five years, ten years, you're gonna have some serious shit anxiety. Like, the worst, in quotes. It's gonna get so bad, it will you won't even believe how bad it'll get. Is it because you're experiencing it on a higher awareness? Like you're actually, you're actually feeling it as opposed to not recognizing it and kind of going through the day with it there and you know it's there. But when you start meditating, like for me, I know it started unlocking a lot of things and it was like 
layers, like I realized there's so many layers of bandages, and then realizing all the scarring underneath those bandages, you know, and it's forced me to have to deal with that and see that, so definitely has been like, you know, I think more vivid where sometimes I feel like I am crazy because I'm jumping from one emotion to another just so fast, like I can, you know, uh, give myself a pep talk and feel, feel really fucking great, and then something will trigger over all of a sudden I'm back down in the same fucking garbage hole that I was before. The pep talk, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like opening the can of worms, really. Exactly. Yeah, and here's the, the key piece of this, is that you actually, you, you, by allowing yourself to to release the, the clamps that are on these emotions. So normally if you experience like, let's say general fear or guilt about certain things in your life, the, that emotion is painful and it's a story that you've been holding on to and you kind of like clamp it down. And as you meditate, you'll start noticing it and it'll get worse and you'll be like, wait a second, I thought meditation was supposed to make me calm and peaceful and happy. But you'll start noticing that the the little clamp that you had down on your guilt starts loosening and the guilt starts coming out. And so now you have this huge guilt that's sitting right in front of your face and you're just sitting there, you're like you're shaking because it's so big and you feel like the worst thing's about to happen. But this is exactly the moment you need to get to. You need to get to this. It's kind of like meditation is almost like a controlled nervous breakdown. You don't want to wait until that anxiety or that guilt just comes out spontaneously. But if, if, you, medi if you meditate over time, these emotions will bubble up to the surface and you'll get to see it for what it is and it will transform. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean that it's gone forever. It just means that you've gained an understanding about a particular emotional pattern and you've been able to transform it into its higher or more elevated version. So you're not actually, for example, um, not supposed to feel guilt. Guilt is a healthy emotion to feel. But when the guilt is exclusively identified with the little me, like my ego, it's painful. But when the guilt gets transformed and experienced by the soul, it's healing. You can gain wisdom from guilt because guilt transforms into, say, remorse. If you experience a lot of fear in your life or catastrophic thinking like, oh, this will never go away or I'm never going to this or if I do this, something bad's going to happen. You meditate, the fear gets so big, it'll be like terrorizing you on the cushion. But if you can look at it and stare it in the face with mindfulness, non-judgmental attention, that fear will transform into care, which is a higher form of fear. So all of these powerful emotions you have are okay and they're, they're fuel for the fire of developing wisdom and compassion, which are the two wings of awakening. So Buddhism talks about awakening or enlightenment, but the two sides of it are wisdom and compassion. Both of those things develop.
So when you look at, we've talked about the chakras at some point in different sessions here, but for those of you who are new, there, in Indian philosophy, there's seven chakras that stretch from like your bum, like in between your bum and genitals, to your, right below your belly button, to the middle of your tummy, then your heart, your throat, in between your eyes and the top of your head. Those are the seven chakras. And each of those chakras holds in them a very strong emotional disturbance. So if you experience a lot of fear in your life, it means you lack a sense of safety and security. And that stems from the first root chakra, the, the one underneath your bum. It's almost like if you had a tail, your tail would be tucked between your legs like an animal. And when you hold your tail between your legs in a stuck pattern, you hold on to fear. If you have um, a lot of guilt, guilt is, is what's held in your gut, in your second chakra, and it blocks pleasure. So the fear of the first chakra blocks the feeling of security and safety. If you have a lot of guilt, it blocks the, pre the pleasure, which isn't just sexual pleasure, but it's your enjoyment of life. At the third chakra, it's shame. Shame is the powerful emotion that blocks power. So power and self-esteem comes from your third chakra, which is yellow, right? So it goes red, orange, yellow. And if you have a lot of shame in your life, it means you can't step into your power. It is, it is blocked, you've blocked yourself. At the fourth chakra in the heart, it's grief. Grief blocks the love that could be coming from your heart. In the throat chakra, it's the lies that you tell yourself, the ways in which you haven't been able to speak your truth that covers the truth that comes from your throat. The sixth chakra is about light and illumination, and that's blocked by separateness. So seeing duality where there's unity. And at the crown chakra, this is about full embrace from reality, from spirituality, from God, whatever you call it. And it's blocked by seeing the world as separate. Seeing the world as real. Whereas there's nothing real except for ultimate reality. Everything else is trans transient, ephemeral. So these are the deep emotions that hold us at each of these levels. And you might actually feel associated pain or tension in those areas. In some cases, physical diseases that manifest at those levels. So if you have a lot of sinus problems, it might be because you see too much separation in your life instead of light and illumination. If you have a lot of stomach issues, it could be because you hold a lot of shame and aren't able to step into your power. Right? Um, so you can look into all those healing manuals and learn more about that. But the key piece is in the course of your meditation, you're going to experience these emotions tremendously and they're going to bubble up really deeply. And we're all going to have all of them. But the key, the key practice is to let them go. And you let them go by 
staring them down and seeing them for what they are. We talked about rain a couple weeks ago. So recognizing, allowing, investigating, and nurturing. R-A-I-N. So that's the practice. If I see fear arising, and I might even feel like tight in my, in my lower pelvis or something like that, like I'm literally like scared like an animal, my tail's curled between my legs, I have to recognize that I'm experiencing fear first. But then I allow the fear to be, I investigate the thoughts and the physical sensations, and then I address it through nurturance. And these amazing miracles can happen where that fear or that guilt or that shame or that grief or that those lies or that separation or that attachment can transform into their higher energies. Where the grief can transform into love. Where the lies can transform into truth. Where the separateness can transform into illumination and vision where your fear transforms into love and your guilt transforms into pleasure. This transformation is not only possible, but it's your job to do. It's the only thing you were put on this planet to do, was to transform these emotions into positivity, into wisdom and compassion. And of course, your life, the work that you choose to do, the relationships that you have, that's the vehicle for you to do this work. But if you're not doing this work, you're not actually living life. You're living a fantasy. You're living out various fantasies and you're letting your life be led by fear, guilt, shame, grief, lies, separation and attachment. You're, you're making up a whole storyline that's based on those emotions and you will receive the consequences of those emotions in the form of pain and suffering. It's a kind of a simple formula. So th to the degree that you want to avoid pain and suffering, you got to do this work. And some people are blessed with a ton of pain and suffering where doing the work is not even an option, where they must do it. Because it's like obligatory or else it's just too painful. Back to the wisdom and compassion thing and then we'll wrap up because we're at the hour point here. So wisdom, this is a quote from um, another Indian guru guy. He says, wisdom teaches me I'm nothing. Compassion teaches me I'm everything. And in between the two, my life flows. Wisdom teaches me I'm nothing. Compassion teaches me I'm everything. And in between the two, my life flows. So these are the two poles, these are the two wings of awakening. That as you engage on this process of directly facing your fear, by being compassionate with yourself, you will gain immediate wisdom to see that there's actually nothing there. That fear is just a total fabrication of your mind. There's nothing to be afraid about. When you're compassionate towards yourself to investigate your guilt and to forgive yourself, you will see that it just transforms into pleasure. It's empty. There's no such thing as guilt. It's just a fabrication, an illusion.
So wisdom teaches me I'm nothing because all of these things are just made up concoctions of the mind. But compassion means even if they're made up, we need to approach them and address them and investigate them and nurture them so that we can move into a space of awakening. So I hope this clarifies and strategizes you somewhat to be able to encounter these emotions in your practice because we are all at the whim of our minds in encountering these things. And they're so powerful, they'll just take you off track for years. So I wish us all good luck and blessings to try to face these, these demons, face these very painful emotions, so we can transform them into amazingly awakened states. resources that we need to continue along this path together and I appreciate you guys all joining me in my journey and uh, having a great little community here so yes love it Jamie thank you so much guys thank you everyone all right, thank you everyone, everyone. Thank have you. a great night thank you have a good night bye 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 bye, bye. 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 thanks bye.